Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. It's a podcast, people. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 78. This is Comic-Con Part 2, also known as Why I Spent a Day with Pauly Shore and Ended Up Hanging Out with the Foo Fighters. <laughs> it is a crazy story. I hope you guys enjoy Um but it did start at Motor City Comic-Con, and it ended at Sonic Temple Festival, which was formerly called Rock on the Range. And there's a brewery down there that did their own beer for the festival, and what a, I mean, what a crazy story. I'm still, it's been, uh, it's been like four days, and I'm still kind of reeling from it, because like, it's, it's unreal. It just, like, why, why did this happen? And, and I refuse to believe this happened because I raised my hand in a panel of questions. Um, all of these answers were, will be revealed shortly. But first, uh, we'll take a little musical break. I hope you guys enjoyed The Office and, and Nev Campbell. I know the audio was a little fucking weird on that. So if you didn't listen, uh, no hard feelings. But <laughs> uh, I do hope you got to hear that. And then uh, next weekend is Comic... Uh, not Comic-Con. Fuck, that already happened. <laughs> next weekend is Camp Anarchy. Uh, so we will have all sorts of fun episodes there. And uh, and then I guess we'll go from there. So I look forward to uh, doing that and you guys hearing it. And everybody will be happy and we'll all high-five virtually because in this format we never see each other in person. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll take a little break and then we'll get to the best parts of the episode a little short intro for you guys because there's too much good news too much good stuff to unpack oh oh i'm sorry here's an actual song Well, I have great news. While we took a little break, I looked it up and found out that Around the World by Daft Punk is from 97. So I'm going to play the fuck out of that at one point. I thought all the Daft Punk songs I knew um, were post-2000, but I was wrong. So Around the World, Around the World, and that sort of thing. You get it. This week we are talking about Brewdog. Brewdog Brewing out of Columbus, Ohio. We've talked about them before. I think we've drank from them before. We may even given them a slight little jiggle of the balls. That's what we do sometimes, and I I apologize. I know it's not I know it's not kosher. I know it's not appropriate. But, you know, you do what you do to get ahead in this business. The podcast game is real, people. This is not, this isn't your grandpa's podcast. Um, Brewdog is out of Columbus, Ohio. And for Sonic Temple Festival, also known as Rock on the Range, or I guess formerly known as Rock on the Range, rumor is that they change the name every time they have to cancel the show for rain. So they may change it next year because there was some... Uh, 
There's definitely some cancellations this weekend. But this is Sonic Temple Guava IPA 2019. The front of it is a lizard playing guitar and singing. Is that a lizard? I mean, I guess it, lo it looks like a lizard. Instead of spikes, he's got a mohawk or a spiky mohawk. A lot of signs. 5.6% ABV. But then there's a sign that says we're not worthy. And someone's wearing a hat that says Wayne's Whirlpool. I imagine that's some inside joke with like three brewers that know what I'm talking about. And no one else. Um, so good for you guys for sneaking that in there. Much respect. The description is as follows. Where the metal meets the hops. Sonic Temple and Brewdog have joined post-punk apocalyptic forces for this full metal jacket brew. This light golden classic is our crushable salute to clamorous and illustrious Columbus community. It's our postmodern classic IPA with a twist for an amped up, intensified beer and base experience. The only IPA you'll be reaching for after a sit. Sonic Temple may contain spikes. What? Oh, may contain spikes. Oh my god. Oh my god, you guys. Glad I read that. There could be spikes in this beer. Do you hear the train in the background? The hotel I'm in is literally next to a train track. And it's funny because... Oops. Ah, the hotel is super nice, but I'll tell you what's not super nice. Train tracks. But let's give this a pour. And I'm super excited about this. I haven't drank IPAs much this week. And I feel like I'm kind of missing the hops. And one thing I've been realizing is I'm definitely allergic to hops. Now, the more hoppy the beer, the more nasally I get in and stuffy. And I'm like, <laughs> so, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what are you going to do? But... I guess stouts only. Stouts only, guys. You know that weird club? Super sexist. Stouts only. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so here we go. St Sonic Temple Guava IPA. The name smells like weed. <laughs> be honest with you, it smells like weed. I smelled a lot of weed at Sonic Temple, and this smells like weed. Um, wow. I, I assumed it would be like the kind of a New England IPA, and it might be. But it sure as shit smells like weed. Um, it's that's good. It's 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 definitely it's definitely like juicy. Like it's definitely a juicy IPA. You guys hate the word juicy. Juicy is one of those words that's like moist, where people are like, "Oh my god, don't say that! Don't say that!" How would you describe this situation? I don't know, mildly wet. Don't say moist. But it's more than mildly wet. Okay, but don't say, don't say juicy. That's disgusting. Um, but this is, oh, this is, smells like weed, tastes like beer. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't want to say it's like hemperer, but it's kind of like hemperer. Um, it's super tasty. And I feel like it's a, uh, I mean, I know it's a limited edition, iconic, little once-in-a-lifetime thing because they released it. They made it specifically for the festival. Might have to stop in there in a couple of weeks when I'm in Columbus and be like, guys, what's going on here? 
I mean, it's normal uh, golden copper color, but it definitely, I mean, it. <laughs> you can get a very strong weed smell off the top of this beer. And I haven't had that since uh, Hemperer, and that's just because it's brewed with hemp. This makes no mention of that, but I feel like it would if that was the goal, but maybe it's just hops. Maybe the hops are uh, a little weedy. They keep legalizing it everywhere, and so now everyone's weeds getting in everyone's hops, and everyone's hops is getting in everyone's weeds. Oh my God, it's crazy. It's this crazy world we live in. All right, I'm not going to hold off any longer. I have a crazy story to tell. I'm going to tell it right after this musical break. Keep it in your pants, you goddamn perverts. I love you. Right after this, find out why and how I hung out with Pauly Shore all day, uh, along with a bunch of other amazing stand-ups. Uh, and then, you know, the Foo Fighters, because... Who doesn't hang out with Foo Fighters? Do you guys not hang out with the Foo Fighters? Is that not a thing? Okay, well, let me know. Here we go. All right. Time to summarize the last uh, 24 hours, give or take. Of my life. Uh, it is 7.30 in the morning on a Monday the 18th. That sounds right. No. 20th? May 20th. Uh, this weekend was Comic-Con. Motor City Comic-Con. And this weekend went very strangely based on one random comment I made on Friday. Uh, I went to a number of panels on Friday, including Nev Campbell, which I was super excited about. Um, the Walking Dead. There was one between them that I can't think of right now. But I was out waiting for the Walking Dead panel, and I was about to turn the corner and enter the room in this long line of people, and I was like, oh, it's a long line. I better stay in line. It's not for 45 minutes, but I wanted to get a good seat. And I was like, well, fuck, 45 minutes. It's a big room. There hadn't been, like, too many crowded panels that at that point. So I said, screw it. I wanted to go see the Pauly Shore panel. And that was going on right now. It started 15 minutes earlier. So last minute, I decided not to go and wait to turn around and go to the other room and see if I couldn't get into the Pauly Shore panel. And... I walked in, went and sat down, and the moderators walked around the room trying to force people to ask questions because the moderator was a moron. He uh, asked Polly Shore to tell us about the squirrel, which obviously he meant the weasel, so good job there. <laughs> but then they started talking about typical shit like stand-up dates and tour and Polly goes, yeah, we're going to be in Columbus on Sunday. And uh, he's like, anybody want to drive us to Columbus? And for whatever reason, I went, yeah, I'll do it. And he said, oh, see, there you go, that guy right there. You're going to drive us? So I was like, sure. In my mind, I'm like, 
maybe I can spin this into him doing a podcast episode for me. So, we both laugh, and he says, hey, that's Renee, my manager over there. Renee, raise your hand. And there's this little guy on the other side of the fucking room. He raises his hand. He's like, go sit with Renee. You can drive us to Columbus. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, cool, I got a podcast we can do on the way there. And he goes, you got a podcast? Oh, yeah, we'll do it in your car, bro. And uh, then I went and sat with Renee, and the rest of the panel went on. And and it was fine. Uh, And then when it's done... I just got up, I gave Renee my card, I was like, hey, if he ever wants to do a podcast, you know, here's my card, give me a call. He's like, this is your number on here? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, probably, he'll probably have me text you later. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I did not think anything would ever happen with that at all. Like, obviously, I was like, cool, if I can get a fucking, if I can get Paulie Shore on my podcast, like, the, the narcissist in me was super excited at the prospect of being able to get more people to like my podcast. Uh, and then I, you know, I continued on my my day. That night, I get out of the Walking Dead panel. It's like 7 o'clock. It's a couple hours later. And I have a text from Renee. Hey, can you seriously drive us to Columbus? And my first thought is, well, hold on a second. <laughs> uh, can I and will I are two different things because Columbus is like four hours away that's on Sunday Uh, I just, we finally got an offer accepted on a house after ten offers being rejected and our inspection is Sunday morning Uh, and those can take like up to three hours so I was like, um probably (laughs) and then I fly out for work on Monday so there's there's a lot of factors here and I got home and, and I was driving home and I, I was getting super excited and I, I told my wife I was like just, I'm just super excited like at the prospect of this happening because like what a random circumstance like I like I like events that are, end up just being you know stories if that makes any sense uh, and sometimes you have to say yes to just completely fucking random things for that to happen I was like, fuck, I'll do this. That'd be fun. And my wife's thinking, like, you're going to drive four hours to Columbus, drop Polly Shore off, and drive four hours back. And, like, because she's logical and smart, and I'm not. So I was not thinking of it that way. But uh, what I realized driving home, I got so excited on the prospect of, like, this random happenstance of me driving Polly Shore to Columbus, Ohio and the possibility of him being on my podcast that I completely glazed over why he was going to Ohio. Like, yeah, he was doing a set in Ohio on Sunday night, but he was doing that set at a giant music festival called Sonic Temple, um, which has been something else in the past, and apparently they keep changing in the name of it. But uh, And he was doing a comedy set, and then Foo Fighters were going on. So in my head, all of a sudden I realized, like, I might be able to go and, like, hang out backstage with Pauly Shore and the fucking Foo Fighters. What? So then I got super fucking excited. But then, uh, 
part of me just kept going, you know, Polly Shore can be a little nuts from what I know on, you know, podcasts and television and stuff, and maybe he's just fucking with me, and, like, part of me still would like, wouldn't be surprised if some camera popped out and this was all, like, a, a prank part of a documentary or some shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so... The whole weekend, I was like, this isn't real. And I would occasionally text Renee and be like, hey man, just uh, checking in, like, we're good for Sunday, blah, blah, And sure as shit, like, Saturday night rolls around, and I was like, well, I gotta confirm this. So I was like, hey, I just want to make sure, like, am I gonna be able to go back with you guys, like, at the concert, um, not just, like, a taxi? And he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna get you back there for sure. So, awesome. Mind you, I'm still skeptical until after we check into the hotel, but I'll get to that. So, <laughs> they say, oh, like 11, I think it said 11.30, or 11, no, originally I think it was, yeah, it was 11.30, and my home inspection was at 9.30, and it took me 38 minutes to get to the venue and pick them up. So I was like, fuck, all right, yeah, cool. I told Erica and told the home inspector guy, I was like, I'm probably going to have to cash out just like a little early today. Um, and I explained where I was going, <laughs> which everybody laughed at. Uh, and then they said, hey, how about noon? And I was like, perfect. So the time comes. I got it timed out exactly 38 minutes. I completely didn't think about Comic-Con traffic, like, near the venue, but that was another issue, but so I go to pick him up, I get to the venue, and there's just, yeah, it's just backed up, just to get into it, and I was like, oh, I, was, I just kind of thought more people would be inside by then, or there'd be a separate entrance for hotel guests, because the Hyatt's attached to it, but lo and behold, that was not the case. So, like, I make great time, because my GPS said something way fucking different once I actually got on the road, and I was like, fuck you. And it's, like, 10 to 12, I'm on the street in front of the fucking hotel, in front of the lobby where I'm picking them up, and traffic isn't moving to get into the event. I was like, fuck. So I text Renee, I'm like, hey... I'm outside, I'm not moving, I'll, I'll probably be there like, more like 5 after 12. And he's like, okay. So, 12 hits, I got a little further, and 5 after 12 comes, and I, I text him a picture, I was like, this is like what it looks like outside, I'm trying to get into the venue. And then, uh... I get up to the guy who's charging everybody for parking, and I go, I'm just here to pick up Polly Shore at the lobby. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, right over there. <laughs> Which, by the way, you guys ever want to get into an event free? <laughs> Try that move, because that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think next year's Comic-Con, I'm just, for free parking, I'll just go, yeah, I'm here to, uh, here to pick up, I don't know someone who's at Comic-Con. You get the point. But, so I, I pull up, and I'm at the end of the lane, like, 
I can see the fucking hotel lobby and I still can't do anything about it. And Renee calls me and I go, hey man, I'm just in this fucking line. I'm trying to get up there right now. I'm, and he goes, hey man, it's Polly. What, what line are you in, bro? I don't see a line anywhere. And I was like, there's this huge fucking line of everybody that's trying to get in here. And he's like, I don't see a line, man. And I was like, oh, I don't, this, I feel like I'm fucking this up already. So I cut around on this lane that is definitely not a lane and bypass all the traffic. And I pull up front and I, I get both of them and pull up and they, they load their shit in their car. And Polly keeps like tackling Renee because that's the relationship they have. And Polly gets in the front seat and Renee gets in the back seat. And, uh, Polly's like, what's your name again? I was like, Justin Lamb. He's like, Justin Lamb. And I was like, yeah, man, nice to meet you. And then, uh, you know, shook his hand and, while he's sitting in the front seat of my car. <laughs> and then uh, I said, sorry to hear about your dad, because back up, this, like the whole weekend, I was doing some Google research on, on Polly Shore. And, you know, I don't know what the fuck we were going to do for three, four hours in a fucking car. Um, so I was looking him up and, and unfortunately it, I found out his fucking dad died like that day or that morning it was like this was Sunday morning it was or so it was like Friday or Saturday morning or Friday night his dad died his dad was 92 and like everyone's like you know I saw it coming and blah 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 because that's what happens when you're 92 but it's like I'm sorry to hear about your dad He's like, oh, where'd you hear that? And I was like, the news? He's like, which news? He's like, oh, what? Exit I don't know, Google? He's like, oh, on the internet? And I was like, yeah. I wanted to be like, where do you get your news, man? Um, and then the entire car ride, like, there's some small talk. And I told him about my dad and my relationship with my dad and my brother. Because he doesn't get along with his siblings either. And... Um, but then there's a lot of like just somber, silent moments and listening to classic rock and he's doing voice to text replies to all these people that are reaching out to him about his dad dying. And, uh, that was, I mean, that was, that was the trip, but <laughs> a little side note on the way there, I have my GPS set to avoid tolls cause Ohio's a shit show. And so at one point, we're just, I don't know, on a fucking county road for a real long time. And he's like, uh, where are we at, bro? <laughs> I'm like, we're almost there. We're like, uh, we're like less than an hour away. <laughs> I think they were very skeptical. And the funny thing is, this is like, obviously just my take on it, but it felt like the entire ride in the back of their head they're like is this guy gonna fucking kill us and in the back of my head I'm like are these guys gonna just like get out at the hotel and be like peace <laughs> so uh that part was kind of funny and I think he thought I was recording him in the car somehow I don't know what kind of device I would have to do that but uh, I guess I guess the portable recorder I'm holding right now, but 
not like a hiding spot. Anyway, so we get to the hotel. Uh, meanwhile, when we're driving, I find out what hotel they're at, uh, and that I'm going like to the venue with them. I booked the room for myself with my phone while we were driving. I mean, stopped safely. Anyway, and so I get there and I, I we I check in, they check in. And I go upstairs to my room and I'm just I just drop my shit cuz I don't want them like waiting for me downstairs. I don't know what's going on next. I'm just kind of along for the ride, but I'm the driver, so it's very confusing. Uh and I walk out of my room, and they're walking up. And now Polly and Renee are with uh, two guys, Andy and Chappelle. And he introduces me, and he's like, you got passes for him? And he's like, yeah. And Andy opens this envelope and gives me this fucking uh, Sonic Temple comedy artist pass. Like the same shit Polly Shore's wearing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. So then I'm like, all right, well, it's fucking on. Like, this is all happening. And when we meet back down in the lobby, uh, Andy is Paulie's manager, and Chappelle is one of the other comedians that did uh, a show on Friday night there at the festival. So, me, Renee, Andy, Chappelle, and Paulie all get in my car, drive to the festival, we go in the artist gate, park the car. And first place we go is catering. So the big catering tent for all the artists and the crew. And uh, I mean, I felt a little bad because I have friends like like Chad that would know every fucking band member of every band just because he knows what band members look like and what their names are and what kind of equipment they use and shit like that. And I don't. So there was like, there's people like from the Struts and the Hives and... Uh, a bunch of other random people in the catering tent, and everyone's just fucking eating food and chilling. And the weather's a little shitty out, like, it's been raining on and off, and it's been a little windy. So, we used meal tickets that, apparently they had a meal ticket for me too, and so I ended up eating with everybody, and eating food, and chilling, and Polly's kind of in his element, like, sharing ideas for some show he has with uh, Andy's manager, and uh, I'm getting to know Chappelle, and he's funny as shit, and what's happening here, um, and uh, then we... We go, oh, you know, they want to go do, or Polly has to go do press, like, just an interview, and they're like, well, let's go just chill in your trailer. So we go to Polly Shore's trailer and wait there, and then press comes and gets him. And then while press has him doing an interview, uh, Andy's manager gets text from the festival, I don't know, person. I don't know, position, everybody's called director. Um, they shut down the festival because of weather, 
evacuated everybody, there'll be another update in an hour. So everybody's either sitting in their cars or in an airplane hangar across the street. Um, all the like, all the fans, the we're just like chilling in Polly's trailer. The whole like catering area, the press area, like all that shit just kind of dies, and no one is anywhere. And then you can see all this like out the window of the trailer. And then, uh, and it rains, and it stops raining, it rains, it stops raining, it's super sporadic, but then, like, the winds would almost push the fucking trailer over, so the winds were pretty, pretty high at some point. But then it would clear up, and then you look at the radar and be like, it's probably going to be pretty clear for the rest of the night. Um, but then, right at that moment, Andy gets another text, uh, comedy tent's canceled. Like, they're canceling all the shows at the Comedy Tent. And we figured they'd, like, move everybody back an hour after being shut down for an hour. But they canceled the Comedy Tent. So they canceled Paulie's set and the other three comics that were supposed to go on. So I was like, fuck, that sucks. Like, that's shitty. And Paulie apparently doesn't know this yet because he comes back from doing his interview... And he sits down, and we go back to watching this Dane Cook interview, talking about Dane Cook's brother, who's apparently, I didn't know, uh, like scammed him out of fucking millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, and then went to jail for it. Anyway, uh, he's an interview with Tom Segura about it. You should check it out. And so he tells Polly, and Polly's like, well, fuck. What? What are we like? Is there they can cancel the concert and Andy doesn't know and nobody really knows like what they're going to do about the concert because I mean as time goes on, band sets are just see ya, you know like anyone that was going on at seven, they're already pushed back or canceled. So time continues to move along and and Polly's like, well let's go check it out. Where's this comedy tent? So we walk out and we go over to the comedy tent. Mind you, the whole fucking festival is, like, abandoned right now because of the weather. Except for crew and artists. And you go to the comedy tent and it's it's empty and Polly's on fucking Snapchat and fucking with the, with the staff. And But the, we get to the comedy tent and no one in the comedy tent knows that anything's canceled. Like, the, the promoter comes out and a couple more of the comics that are supposed to go on that night. And we're the ones that, like, tell them, you know, like, oh, it was shit was canceled for tonight and uh the crew doesn't even really know because like even the bartenders are they're restocking ice and we're like what the fuck is happening so while we're in the comedy tent we we get the like official everyone else gets the word that like the comedy tent is, is canceled uh which sucks and so then we go back to Polly's trailer and Polly starts texting with Dave Grohl after his uh, after his press, and then there's this possibility that the whole festival is going to be canceled. And if that happens, Foo Fighters are going to just go play some small club, and Polly and is going and bringing all of us with him. And so for for a minute, I was like, oh shit. That would be fucking insane. Uh, that did not happen, but 
they finally we, we get word and Polly at one point Polly's like well shit if it's all cancelled do you guys want to go to a strip club and I'm like oh fuck cause I don't I really don't want to do that and I don't want to be the fucking driver that drives everybody to a fucking strip club ugh um so then a level of nervousness comes over me <laughs> but then we get word that uh they're gonna open up and Foo Fighters are gonna play and Joan Jett is gonna play so Joan Jett plays on the other side of the stadium meanwhile while she's playing uh, Polly takes all of us back to the Foo Fighters dressing room tells the guy at the door like we're all with him they bring us in give us the uh, the Foo Fighters all access lanyards so now I have an artist lanyard and a Foo Fighters all access lanyard and I can literally go anywhere um, <laughs> which is cool but then I find some find myself just fucking hanging out in the Foo Fighters dressing room and there's people from different bands there's different comedians uh, there's you know members of fucking Foo Fighters in and out and Polly, when he gets there, goes in and he's just uh, talking to Dave Grohl in another room. And they're, they're talking about doing something on stage that night. And that's a closed room. And so, like, Dave Grohl's gigantic star. So, obviously, like, he's just doing his own fucking thing before the show. But then he comes out, right, like, right before they go on. And people start walking around telling us, you know, like, 10 minutes to show, like, you're going side stage or something, or backstage, you gotta go now. And before we head out, uh, this old guy comes in, this older guy, I can say old guy, right? If someone's like in their 70s and I'm 36, uh, <laughs> someone twice my age comes in and starts talking to Dave Grohl, and Dave's it's like the three or four of us in a circle. I don't know where the fuck Polly is at this point. And then Dave's standing in front of me. And then he's talking to this old guy who looks super familiar. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, he doesn't look like an actor or anything, but I know him from somewhere. And then I hear someone say president, and I was like, he's what, the president of this? Because it's at a soccer arena, so I was like, oh, he's the president of the soccer club. And I look at him, and I was like, no, he was a presidential candidate. It's fucking John Kasich, because he's the governor of Ohio where this festival is. So John Kasich is sitting there talking to Dave Grohl, sharing a story about how he saw him years ago, because John Kasich is apparently friends with Dave Grohl's dad, and he tells him, he's like, yeah, your dad was a big supporter of mine. He really wanted me to win the presidency, but I'm pretty sure it was just so he could spend the night in the White House. And Dave's like, yeah, it sounds like my dad. I was like, what, what the fuck am I watching right now? Like, what reality am I in where former presidential candidate and governor John Kasich is talking to Foo Fighters frontman and former Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl in a dressing room backstage at a festival and I'm just fucking right next to him <laughs> like what 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 the fuck is that that was like what it's <laughs> so fucking weird so <laughs> it's I don't know 
so we're, we're just hanging out, and then we, we go decide, like, you know, we got to go see where we're going to be watching the show from, and, and we go, uh, we go to the side of the stage, and the first side stage we get to, which is the side that they enter from, security's like, no, no one can come out here yet, because, you know, the fighters got to come out there yet, uh, so they're like, you can go to the other side, and, or there's these two, uh, like risers on each side of the stage that you can watch from too. So we went to the risers on the left side of the stage and like sat up and stood up for ready ready to watch the show. So I asked Andy before we started, I was like, so did Polly like get it? Is he gonna introduce Foo Fighters? And he's like, yeah. So Polly comes out and the crowd go so this is a crowd, like I'm side stage looking out at this crowd of tens of thousands of people like so many fucking people it's crazy and Polly comes out and people uh like there's a, a light roar when he comes out and he's, his face is on the big screen and he turns around and he's wearing a jersey that a fan gave him that says shore 92 because his dad uh died in 92 um I don't know how they made that fucking jersey so quickly. But when he turns around and people see the word shore before he can say anything, because the fucking mic is turned off when he tries to say something. But once people see shore, they're like, oh, fucking, like, loose as shit. And I got a video of this, and it's, it's great. And then he finally, like, comes up there, and the mic's working, like, sound guy comes out and, like, points him back over there, and, you know, he... he does his own little introduction, like, I'm Pauly Shore, aka the Weasel, or whatever, and, uh, people go fucking nuts, <laughs> as can be expected, and then he introduces the Foo Fighters, and outrun the fucking Foo Fighters, just, you know, real casual, like, and what a fucking show, I've never seen the Foo Fighters, I've never been able to responsibly think that I could afford a ticket close enough to enjoy the Foo Fighters, and now I was side stage with a bunch of fucking stand-up comics and band members watching fucking Foo Fighters, <laughs> and, like, they played everything, um, and their drummer is in a band by himself now, so he did a couple songs of his own. Uh, and then the lead singer for the Struts came up, and they, him and the drummer Foo Fighters, sang while Dave Grohl was on drums, and they played Under Pressure by Queen and Bowie, and it was fucking great. Oh my god. Uh, and then before he played Hero, Polly came back out and they dedicated it to his dad and so Polly was on stage for the whole fucking thing and uh like what <laughs> those this this huge fucking cathartic strange awesome fucking rocking time it was just nuts man so the show is the show ends uh they don't do an encore which I thought was funny but it was fucking late. <laughs> it, was, it was after 11. 
So the show ends, and we go down, and Polly's in the back hallway, so we meet up with him, and and me and uh, me and Renee are just bullshitting. And, uh, one of, while we're standing up there, this guy Joe, one of the comic comics from uh, that was supposed to play that night, comes up to me. He's like, "Best Uber ride ever, huh?" <laughs> Start cracking up because I mean, essentially, that's what fucking happened. And then we go backstage again, and and back to the Foo Fighters dressing room, and people are handing out beers and shit. There's pizza being delivered and, uh, you know, drinks all around and a bunch of people and you're just fucking hanging out and chilling and, and it's, uh, it's unfucking real. And I was so happy that I was their driver because obviously I couldn't fucking drink, even though that would have been funny too if I was been like got shit-faced and had to Uber back to the hotel and they were just like, what the fuck? But no, <laughs> not an asshole. Uh, so the <laughs> that was it, man. Uh, went back to the hotel and I brought Polly a beer from Grand Armory called Weezin the Juice. I wanted to give to him. I forgot about it. So I called Renee when I got back upstairs. And I was like, hey, can you meet me in the hallway? I want to give this beer to Polly. He's like, yeah. And I gave him that. And, uh, yeah, it was just fucking unreal. The entire, the entire story, the, how it happened, all, like, just fucking unreal. Couldn't believe it. Oh. Now it's the next morning and I'm super tired, because uh, I got back to the hotel and watched the Game of Thrones finale, and, uh, um, Oh, and when I left, my night ended by shaking Dave Grohl's hand. Which, you know, cool. (laughs) So, I just, I can't, I can't put that experience into words. But I might put it into a screenplay, because that's, it's worth writing. (laughs) And that's it. That was my uh, Sunday with Polly, you know, like Tuesdays with Maury. I'm going to drive home, take a shower, and uh, head to Moline, Illinois. It's going to be a very long day. Okay. Bye-bye. His father passed away a couple days ago. So this one goes out to him and his dad. This one's for you, Polly. It goes out to Polly. Sounds like this. Too long been now to talk about. Take those pictures down, shake it out. Show them the picture of your dad. Truth or consequence.
dad died last night, and this is dedicated to him, 92 years old. He's upstairs. Say what's up to Sammy Shore, motherfuckers. Yeah, ready? 